Cats at Night. Now, here's John Katsimatidis. Now we have Melissa DeRosa, and uh, she was uh, secretary to Governor Cuomo. Uh, before that, she was chief of staff of uh, New York Attorney General Governor Cuomo. And uh, welcome to the show, Melissa. Hey, John. Great to be here. And uh, one of the things uh, we talked about is the fact that we got a problem in New York right now. Uh, the police commissioner that was on my show a few weeks ago says we got 8,500,000 New York New Yorkers and 3,000 violent criminals. And those 3,000 violent criminals are repeat criminals. Why aren't we putting them away in jail and, and getting our city back to safety? You know, look, obviously public safety is job one for government, for the governor, for the mayor. It has to be everybody's top priority because without it, the city can't function. And you're seeing a lot of outward migration as a result of COVID. And you see over and over again in polling that people don't feel safe. I know that, you know, I as a woman, if I'm walking around late at night and it's dark, I try to avoid streets where there aren't doormen or there aren't businesses that are open. And so it's it's a real thing. And I think that Eric Adams, former cop, law enforcement guy, is saying all of the right things. I think that he is approaching this very smartly in terms of the plans that he's laying out. And now the question is, is he going to get the resources he needs in order to make them a reality? And that's on Albany. So, you know, I'm reading in the paper, as I'm sure you are, they're in a $10 billion hole, the city, out of no failing of Mayor Adams. He has handed a bag by Bill de Blasio, which is just, you know, he's walking into this with his hands tied behind his back. And he's got to make up the difference. And he's making these major cuts across citywide agencies, including the police department, because they've got nowhere else to go for money. And that's a problem. Would you let your kids go in the subway right now? I mean, you know, I think that the subways are safe depending on the time of day, the area that you're in. I personally If you got a Rocky Calavito bat with you, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) I think that I think that some of the some of the uh, some of the condemnation of the subways isn't isn't quite the rhetoric doesn't quite match the reality. But and I think that we need more people on the subways to make them safer. But to your point, John, look when the when Andrew Cuomo was governor, he was out there saying and he used to get beaten up all the time for it that he wanted a cop on every subway. He wanted a cop on every platform. You know, people feel safe when they have law enforcement present. And right now we're in a situation where things are spiraling out of control, in my view, and things are only going to be made worse. That's more and more you have to tighten the wallet. And if you're going to be laying off cops or making, you know, cutting corners in the NYPD. Yeah, this is Craig Eaton. I, I read today that, that the mayor wants to cut back on the police department, cut back on cops. I mean, right now. We have total chaos in our streets. We got the subways, which are not safe. The streets are not safe. In, the, in broad daylight in Bay Ridge, where I am, people are getting shot. I mean, we never saw this in the last 30 years. But you know what? It all comes down to the state legislature. Stop, question, and frisk, discovery reform, bail reform. This was, this was, these were mistakes that were made by the state senate and the state assembly. We need to reverse those. Look, I think that in in regards to Eric Adams having to, you know, what he said he was going to make those cuts in the NYPD, I don't think he wants to do that. I think he's being forced to do that. I think that he has this $10 billion hole and he's got to wait. Got, got is that, is that before or after he wants to spend $10 billion to put put uh, jails in your lo- local neighborhood? What neighborhood do you do, do you work in? Uh, well, we'd like to put a jail across the street from you. <laughs> 
But I do think that to your point, you know, I think that the criminal justice system was tilted in the wrong direction for a long time. I think that we made some very necessary changes in Albany to discovery and bail and other things. But I think that it's also true that you pass these policies, you then have to take a hard look at the practical impact of them, and then you have to make changes accordingly. And I think that what they did this year in Albany amounted to absolutely nothing. I think that they ended up pissing off both sides, people who didn't want to fix it and the people who wanted to fix it, um, and ended up no better than where they were. And I think that Eric Adams' position on needing to roll back bail reform more, and I don't even view it as a rollback. I, I view it as just a different approach, giving judges the discretion on dangerousness, which is exactly how New Jersey and other places did it. I think that that is an absolutely legitimate position. And I think that a lot of people like you guys and a lot of people who read the newspaper every day and who live in the city take that position. And I think that he's right to be fighting for it. The people of New York elected him. So it's his job to get it done. Melissa, it's, uh, it's Judge Richard Weinberg. I, uh, I read your article in the Daily Beast about the border. And, yep. and much like your discussion just now about uh, the changes to the uh, criminal justice system made by the legislature, you raise, a, you raise a good point, which is the law of unintended consequences. They came up with these pie-in-the-sky ideas. They pushed them through. They said uh, the border is safe. It's not safe. They said Trump was wrong with uh, Remain in Mexico. You can argue about that. But they had no plan to deal with the reality that unfolded where they have no place to put these people. The places that they're being shipped to in the middle of the night by the Biden administration were not prepared to do it. And as you point out in your article, the uh, the governors who uh, pushed these people around also didn't give a heads up to local communities. But the fact of the matter is this is a failure of the Biden administration, the failure to enforce the protection of our borders. What do you say about that? I, you know, I take a slightly more nuanced approach. I think that Biden, you know, ran in part on undoing the 2019 policy that Trump enacted when he said those waiting to seek asylum have to wait outside of the United States. You know, it was remain in Mexico policy while they waited sometimes years for their applications to get resolved. And Biden ran on in part changing that. He got elected. That's his prerogative. But, you know, you can't just unilaterally make these decisions without anticipating the real life consequences. And so to your point, if the Biden administration was going to undo that policy, which they did in the beginning of August, it was on them to figure out What's the centralized system as people cross the border for how you're going to track people? How are you going to work with mayors and governors around the country who are sanctuary localities or states who are willing to take on the additional burden in the shelter systems and other things and identify capacity? How are you getting the money to be able to do it? You know, this is management 101. And the reality is that you've got people like Eric Adams, who now is out there saying the shelter system is on the brink. And I sympathize for him because this is happening, you know, completely uncoordinated fashion. Abbott thinks it's a joke to use these people as political pawns. Same with DeSantis. They're showing up by the busload and New York City taxpayers are on the other side of it. And the very real human consequence of treating real people as pawns. I mean, the woman who committed suicide on Monday I mean, this is real tragedy on top of tragedy. And at the end of the day, it amounts to governmental incompetence. And I, you know, I said this in my column, you know, where the hell is Joe Biden? He's the president. He's the guy. It's not enough to stand there and criticize what the Republicans are doing. He needs to actually step up, manhandle this thing and take control. 
Well, Melissa DeRosa, I hope you come back again and give us some more uh, uh, facts. And uh, thank you for everything you've done for our city and our state and uh, continue to work and uh, work at it. And we'll catch Thanks up so again. Thank you so much, guys. Thank Great you. We'll catch here. up soon. It's Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network.